going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram, at Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Tinder, Immaculate Sports. <laughs> Imagine you just, yeah, swipe right on Immaculate Sports. That's a good one. <laughs> Episode 28, Yeah. if I didn't say that already. A little different setting, though, here today. We have no Alex. We do have Brett. What's up? It is a Monday night, something that we are not accustomed to. Usually we have our Tuesday evening shows, but this will still be going up around 5 on Tuesday. So if we say, man, I hope Loyola wins tomorrow and they lose, uh, just remember it was recorded a day earlier. Well, good thing is they don't play till Saturday. That's a very good point. We don't have to deal with that, but if Deshaun Watson happens to get traded. Or arrested. Yeah. Or both. Yeah, or both. Tomorrow morning. That will not be on this episode. I don't know. If Deshaun Watson gets traded, we might have to come back on like Thursday and talk about it. We might have to. We'll see. But let's get into our openers. Mine is Andrew Wiggins dropping 40 on the Grizzlies. I think it was on Friday. Uh, the Warriors won that game 116-103 to 103 in Memphis without Steph, without James Wiseman, without Eric Pascal. They did have Looney that game, but he was out the next day due to health and protocols uh but Wiggins dropped 40 points going 14 to 24 from the field with 6 of 11 from 3 very nice uh and another thing he didn't just drop 40 points he had 8 rebounds 4 assists and 4 steals as well if you're listening to last week's episode you would probably know that I'm not the biggest fan of college basketball or March Madness however for my opener I am going to talk a little bit about March Madness and my personal favorite college team the Oregon Ducks well, I don't follow Oregon Ducks basketball. I love their football. And seeing them get a win over the number two ranked Hawkeyes from Iowa as the number seven seed, still love to see that. I do have to say, I think the first round game with Oregon was a little bit better than <laughs> the <laughs> lowest game, scoring game of March Madness history. 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. No, it was actually 1-0. One, 1-0. Zero. One, zero. They had to give a point for something for like a forfeit. So. They did get one point, but their defense was stellar that game. Wow. Well, uh, and they didn't miss a shot. Okay. Crazy. Okay. <laughs> Mine's gonna be Oral Roberts starting off the tournament two and zero as a fifteen seed, taking on Ohio State in overtime first night, and then Florida yeah. yesterday. Very nice. Um, second fifteen seed ever to go to the Sweet Sixteen. Florida Gulf Coast was the yes, first. Yes, sir. Florida Gulf Coast. A bunch of guys with mullets running around. That was a pretty fun team. That's but yeah, Florida Gulf it's gotta Coast. Got to be Oral Roberts for me. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a fun tournament so far, but a little different. It seems like we haven't had as many buzzer beaters as we've, as we've mm-hmm. had in previous years. We're just getting to the good part of March Madness, though. That's true, but the first two days are always fun. But we're going to take a break from March Madness, and we're going to go to free agency here as we're getting into the second week of free agency. Uh, we will talk about March Madness after halftime. But first off, we're going to do some of the similar questions that we did uh, last week. And the first one is, which team has gotten the best during the free agency period? I'm going to go with the New York Giants. Uh, they re-signed Leonard Williams. Also brought in Kenny Galladay, Adoree Jackson, Kyle Rudolph, John Ross, and Booker from the Raiders. Uh, Devontae. Yes, He has a good uh, yards per carry. Also, nice. this question isn't based on like who is the best team in the NFL. It's yeah. just a team that has... Improved the most in the last whatever offseason has three weeks. Been long. Yeah. Yeah. 
For me, I'm going to Washington to see the Washington football team is my most improved team. You look at their signings, you don't see anything super flashy. They tagged Brandon Sheriff, obviously bring him back. That was the big one. Yeah, but to me, signing Ryan Fitzpatrick was a great move for this organization. Fitzpatrick, as many of our listeners probably will know, he's he's a stable veteran. Considered a backup quarterback, but really, I believe, has the talent to be a starter. And I do believe will be the starter for the Washington football team. You saw what he did last year in Miami, perfectly capable of leading a winning team. Um, bringing Curtis Samuel, another great move. Gives Terry McLaurin more space to do work. And his roommate. Yeah, and his roommate. Keep McLaurin happy. Who knows, that might be something that keeps him in D.C. when it comes to his own contract time. William Jackson, former Bengals cornerback, coming in on a three-year, $40.5 million deal. Another good signing. And they re-signed their kicker, Dustin Hopkins, solid kicker. I think all of these signings really solidify the Washington football team. And I think Skyler, someone's going to talk about the Giants, but I think the football team and the Giants Mm -hmm. will be battling for that division again this year. Yeah, it seems like uh, the Washington football team has everything but a name. So they might be pretty solid next year. As they won the division last year at 7-9, but I don't think 7-9 is going to be what the record is next year. But I'm talking about a team that is still going to be garbage. But the, one of the biggest things in football is culture. You can't win with bad culture no matter how good your team is. And the Texans are changing their culture despite still having uh, some complications with Deshaun Watson. Uh, don't know if they're going to trade him. I assume that he will. I don't think he's going to play another game in Houston. But they signed like 25 different guys, traded for four more. Just a whole bunch of veterans to help uh, shift the culture. And uh, even though they don't have a first-round pick this year, they have uh, some rookies that are obviously going to come in. And hopefully those veteran guys can uh, teach those guys to be leaders and pass on to the next generation of Texans. So <laughs> I think they've, even though I don't think they're going to win, win more than five or six games this year, they've gotten the best, in my opinion. We're going to the opposite side of the spectrum now. Which team did you wish did more and uh, hasn't done enough in free agency so far? I'm going to go with the Bears. They uh, tried to go all in on Russell Wilson. When that didn't work, they settled for Andy Dalton. So great job, Chicago. Oh yeah. Also let everybody walk whose contract was up, including cutting Kyle. Kyle Kendall? Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Fuller. Fuller. Sorry. Yeah. They uh, get me all mixed up. Kyle Fuller, instead of trading him, which they probably could have got something. I mean, I'm sure the Jets would give at least a fourth-round pick for Kyle Fuller. So I'm going to have to go with the Chicago Bears. I'm going to the Indianapolis Colts, the team who came into the offseason with, I believe, the second-most money cap salary behind only the New England Patriots, who have spent pretty much all their money on tight ends. The Colts, on the other hand, haven't really made a splash at all, big or small. Yes, they brought in Carson Wentz, what was this, two months ago now, mm-hmm. month and a half ago. Something like that. Uh, via trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. But the only moves the Colts have made this offseason were re-signing Marlon Mack, running back who got hurt last year, to a one-year, $2 million contract. Eh, good deal. Excuse me. Tripping over my words here. And re-signing Xavier Rhodes, which I believe was actually a good move, one-year, $6.5 million. But they haven't they haven't improved anywhere. They haven't gone out and made a splash with all that money. They need they need some more weapons for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, excuse me, plugging <laughs> another receiver, and they need to replace Danico Autry up front next to DeForest Buckner. They're still a very good team, but I wish they would have done more. 
Yeah, the team that I wish did more was the Jags. They have the most money in free agency. And while they have some decent signings, I'm going to go through them real quick. It's Shahid Ward, Rudy Ford, uh, Chris Manhurts, Philip Dorsett, Jamal Agnew, Tyson Alualu. Alualu. Yeah, that's a fun name. Roy, Robert Harris, uh, Shaquille Griffin, Carlos Hyde, Rayshon Jenkins, and Marvin Jones. Uh, the Griffin, Jenkins, and Jones signings are all solid signings. But for the team that had the most money and not signing a single star out of what was actually a decent free agency class, it was kind of surprising to me. Uh, I thought they would have gone out and got one of the main guys, and they just didn't. So, missing out on some possible big signings there, but who knows if it will pay off. Alright, we're going to players that have not been signed yet. Which player left out on the open market is the best available? This guy maybe won't bring the best value to your team, but I believe he's the best player still out there. That's Antonio Brown. Just won the uh, Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. He's a champ. Maybe looking to cash out if someone other than Brady can trust him. We'll see. Uh, I've, I've, yeah, I've heard rumors. I know Russell Wilson was rumored last year to have interest in bringing Antonio Brown in. I've heard that rumor pop up again. Antonio Brown, very solid player. Low past his prime. Little losing some or missing some brain cells at this yeah, point in his career, mm-hmm. quite literally. Um, to me, I, I think there's three guys out there. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, very solid receiver, good accolades uh, from the Indianapolis Colts, still out there. Mitchell Swartz recently released a right tackle from the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I, I think this guy was a pro bowler a couple years ago, or oh, yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Very, very quality tackle in the NFL. And lastly, Richard Sherman, who yeah. like Antonio Brown. Probably past his prime, but when he's out there, he's going to be the smartest player on the field. Great leader. He's going to be good for any young secondary looking to improve. Jets, Raiders, both fits. Go make a move. True. Jets and Raiders. Very true. Skyler points his finger at me. I don't know what that's meaning. Could that I... means you're on oh. in the race for Richard. Oh, yeah. The yeah. race for the dick. I probably shouldn't have said that. But... <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Uh, the best player not signed yet, in my opinion, is either Mitchell Schwartz or the young safety Malik Hooker. Uh, Hooker is a guy who I'm actually really surprised has not been signed yet, just because of how young he is. He's only 24. Uh, he did miss the season. I think his, like, rookie or second year, he was out most of the year. Achilles got yeah. him. Yeah, but, uh, the Colts, I'm also kind of surprised that they haven't made their move on him, because they do have a lot of money, and he's just sitting out on the open market. I haven't really heard many rumors about it, so be interesting to see. But he's still going to be a solid safety, and he's got some young legs. Oh yeah! Despite his uh, old Achilles, I'd say his or, demise. Yeah, short demise. Yeah, but it was, a, it was a quick first half. We're done with the free agency recap. Uh, hopefully, we have more to talk about next week. Take us to halftime. Guys. All right, let's go to halftime. Keep it rolling. Yeah. With uh, Deshaun Watson. 13, he's, man. He's in some trouble 13. right now. Is it up to 13 people now? Mm-hmm. 13 women, uh, I, I, I guess 13, masseuses. I don't know if it's 13 women. I think it's 13 incidents. I don't know if it's like. Okay. Okay. Thin, well, but, uh, yeah. Uh, looks like he might be charged with sexual assault a couple times. Um, it's not a good look, especially a guy who's trying to leave a terrible place in Houston. And, you know, I 
I'm trying not to judge, but this seems like a setup. I don't know if it's set up by Houston, by Deshaun, by the NFL, by a bunch of angry women, but it's it's just it's some it's bad timing. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. We're not a legal firm, but uh <laughs> you know, based off of my judgment, I feel like it it's it's more belie- or I don't is it more believable? It's more believable that it's fake if it's only one or two allegations, but 13 seems like quite a bunch to me, so I don't know what's going on over yeah. there. But uh, Okay, so I'm, I'm going to be on the, a little bit opposite end of the spectrum. I think the fact that there's 13 cases is... I mean, a week ago, there was none. 13 cases out of the blue, is it's a little concerning to me. I, we've seen cases in the past that, you know, women have brought up, or, or men, I'm sure there's cases out there, none that I personally know of, because, I mean, I, I mostly know these from sports, yeah. where, you know, allegations have been made about someone, and they've been proven false. They've, it's, it's been a money grab, it's been, mm. you know, attention. And if these cases are true, by all means, what Deshaun Watson did was horrible. I, I'm not going to deny that, but personally, it seems a little suspicious. The lawyer that's representing all 12 of these women, maybe 13, not sure if it's double-dip case, as mentioned, is known to have personal ties with, uh, what's, what's the owner? Steve McNair. Steve McNair, the owner of the Houston Texans, who I'm sure is not the happiest with Deshaun Watson, given, sure. you know, the past couple months. Don't know if that could be something that's, you know, foul play, something involved there. But it, it is something that I think it's there's not enough details to really pick one side or the other. There needs to be cold hard fact, and right now there is none of that. It's just allegations. So until then, I don't think we can really, you know. Yeah, that's true. It's it's best not to think about the whole situation. Just I want to think about how how is this going to affect his trade stock. I mean, weird way to look at it. Right supposedly now. six teams are still interested. That's that's okay. the latest I heard as of this afternoon. The Niners, Eagles, Jets, forgetting the other three specifically, but there were six teams, despite rumors and what's happening, still interested in trading for Deshaun Watson. All right. I'm still going to stick with my theory that he uh, sits out the year, does it all over again next year. Yeah. But we'll see. I think he should go to the Argos, but uh, <laughs> that's not happening. Uh, yeah. But real talk, the, these sexual allegations, if proven false, have like done some really bad things to these players. Obviously, if they are proven true, it's mm-hmm. it's bad way, no matter what. But John Oakman, John Oakman yeah, was the guy just about to recommend. The guy who was one of the top players in the country when he was in college at mm-hmm. Baylor. And uh, didn't even get drafted, I don't think. Yeah. Maybe he did. He did. Maybe, he, but, he, uh, he got, I think, an opportunity in like the Canadian Football League. I yeah, and, and Cowboys practice squad, I think. Yeah, but like... If you see, if you've ever seen Sean Oakman, you know how much of a freak of an athlete that dude was. Absolutely massive, like six six, just absolutely ripped. He never got a shot in the NFL. Was a projected top like ten pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, it ruined. I don't know, say ruined his life because I think, but like ruined what would have been a promising career in the NFL. Yeah, that guy is. Yeah. Regardless of whatever he did or didn't do, because it was proven false, that that man is built. Mm-hmm. So. uh but anyways, we got to take it to a sad note. Uh, NBA legend Elgin Baylor has passed away at 86. Yeah, at least he got to live a long life. It's he did it's better having that happen than 
having sudden deaths. Any, I'm pretty sure he just passed due to natural causes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it was anything crazy. He's just old age. Yeah, but Minneapolis Minneapolis Laker legend. Yeah. And Los Angeles? Yeah. 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 I said, no matter what, yeah. he's just a I Laker just, legend, I, NBA legend. I remember those uh, powder blue jerseys. Oh, yeah. Know, they stick I remember, out. I remember <laughs> turning on the radio and just hearing, oh, the Clippers, or not the Clippers, the Lakers are wearing their brand new powder blue jerseys today. And just being so stoked. Yeah. I, I actually love those jerseys. I would wear those more. I mm-hmm. think the, the powder blue, I, you see powder blue on the MOB now. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of like a trend. You don't really see it often besides, like, you know, regular Grizzlies jerseys in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're a good look. Yeah. I don't like powder blue because of the Chargers, but it's whatever. I, I, I'm fond of my Kelly Green, baby. I do love some Kelly Green. Yeah. But, uh, some more sad news, guys. Okay. Lamella Ball. Promising, surging <laughs> young superstar is out for the year. Broke his wrist? He broke his wrist. Jeez. Anthony Edwards. It is. You know, it's pretty much a lock if he stays healthy, unless Wiseman has some. Oh, uh, Wiseman's been. I I didn't keep him as too many. uh, I feel like he's out of it. You know, maybe Halliburton, maybe Patrick Williams, because he's got some some high steal and block numbers. I think Halliburton's probably second. I think I think it's Edwards' award to lose at this point if he if he stays healthy for the year. Yeah, Yeah. that that dude's electric, and he dropped forty over the weekend. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Yeah. and he just throwing. Down on he does, but he's got a bad shooting percentage. I don't yeah, like that. It's like just that. his rookie year, man. Uh, okay, I'm not. I'm not hating. Just we'll gotta. Talk, you we'll gotta go be back aware. To this in six years. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, Macklet Sports headquarters. Yeah. In uh, NYC. Uh, Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> Get your passport ready, Cabo. Yeah, all right. Uh, Seth Curry also injured. Not good. Tell us about that one, Cal. Yeah, he uh, was taking a shot right at the end of the third quarter. Uh, fade away, and he was falling backwards, uh, trying to find something to land on. And what he landed on was metal stairs or blocks. I don't know what it exactly was, but it didn't look too mm. comfortable. And he came up uh, just reaching his backside, and it's just it was mm. a rough injury. But he should be back relatively soon. He's going to miss his third straight game uh, tomorrow. But it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, interesting that Steve Kerr hasn't put a timetable on it. I don't think. I haven't it's seen It's kind one. of a weird injury because, like, with, like, tailbone stuff, like, you're not going to re-aggravate it unless you, like, fall Land on, on it again. again. Yeah. It's going to be a matter of sore. how comfortable Curry yeah. is. I, I, Curry was campaigning to play yesterday. Wow. From yeah. what I heard. But um, Jordan Poole's been holding down. Sure. Jordan Poole. And Alex, Alex, if you're listening to this, I'm not going to trade him to you unless it's for Draymond. So. Wow, okay. All High right. asking price there. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. but Jordan Poole's like equal to Draymond for him. In his mind. We They're got... not on the fantasy. It's for the Draymond outscoring him by 20 almost every night. Hey, he's my favorite score. Jordan Poole is my leading scorer in fantasy over last week. Granted, my team is... Congratulations. But he's solid. Let's gather go to the next thing. We got uh, some even worse news. For the league. As a Warrior fan, I don't think this is worse. For the league and the the revenue. All right. LeBron James, high ankle sprain. That's at least a month. Yeah. That's that's tough. Lakers are without Anthony Davis and LeBron for the next month. But they got Kuzma. 
They do have and problems. And Wesley Matthews, who's been tearing it up lately. Oh, yeah. Averaging around two points per game over his last yeah. 15. And, and like, uh, playing like 15 minutes a game. You know who I do like? Who? Damian Jones. Oh. No, he, he, he was, um, they didn't re-sign him. What? He was on his second 10-day contract and they, they let him walk. So he's actually currently a free agent. But guys, they have the other Morris twin, so they'll be all right. Oh, yeah. The other one. <laughs> they, got, they got Horton Tucker, the little the oh, little dude with the long ass arms. Do you guys think dude. this uh, will affect the playoff run at all? If they fall to, say, the sixth seed? Uh, no. It's still no. the best team probably in the Western Conference. Uh, it does probably change the seeding quite a bit. Yeah. Because, I mean, without LeBron, without AD, I really don't see that team winning too, too many games. No. Maybe KCP can turn it up for one or two. But, uh, yeah, without the AD and LeBron for probably three or four weeks, and now that LeBron or LeBron's out, AD's probably not going to be rushed back just because as long as they have a playoff spot secured, mm-hmm. everything's going to be the same to them. So I really don't see it affecting them that much. Yeah, the, the Lakers would have to go on a Houston Rockets type losing oh, streak to not make the playoffs, which yeah. was snapped today. I believe the Rockets yeah, they beat the Raptors. Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. Wow. Shout out to Ian. He rebuilt them in 2K, and he uh, he broke the curse. Wow. Amazing. Paul Thank Ian, you, man. Ian. But <laughs> I, I don't think there's any reason to panic as a Lakers fan. Yeah, you're probably going to drop you know quite a bit of games until at least one of those guys comes back. But... I'm pretty sure that the top of the West right now, they're they're not going to fall past like the four seed. I would have to imagine they still got decent pieces. Schroeder, Montrezl, two pieces I really like. I think they'll manage to win some games and stay afloat. All right, guys, we finally got some good news in halftime. Salvador Perez, Royals catcher, got paid. I don't know if this is good news. Four years, eighty-two million. Quite a bit of an overpay. You think so? I yes. think this might reset catcher's market a little bit yes. too, which is bad for Ace fans because well, Murphy's still. I know, but I mean, more than likely Murphy's, Murphy's going to be gone just because we won't want to spend He's the money. We got four yeah. years, and behind him we got Sodergoat. That is be true. Playing That's left true. field, it don't matter. Maybe so. Or we also have uh, Austin Allen. Yeah. He's okay. <laughs> he is okay. It, it is interesting though. Jonah Heim will be starting for the Rangers. I was, I was about to say, bring back Jonah Heim. I miss yeah, Jonah. Yeah. Legend of the show. But anyways, guys, um, I kind of thought that the Royals would go into a rebuild maybe a year and a half ago, but they haven't traded Merrifield. They, they called up their pitchers. You know, this, Bobby Witt this may be start a, the league or start the season. He's not. Show, he he he's got not. sent down. Yeah. That, that's smart though. I yeah. mean, I mean, it's a business decision. They're going to get an extra year of eligibility. It's probably not going to be Witt's favorite thing, and he honestly probably is already one of their better players and would be starting opening day. Mm. But you get a whole extra year of but guys, it, yeah. why not? Ben Benintendi coming to Kansas City, too. Yeah. I don't think this is a World Series type team, but this is oh, a team that could man. give Minnesota a run for a wild card spot. Mm, Minnesota's one of the... Uh, Chicago I don't winning think the division. I, in, in my opinion. More than like 82 games. I, I think those young pitchers are going to have to take a huge step forward, and I don't see that happening. Wait. Yes. Next week. Full baseball preview. Yes. Next yeah. week, tune in. Full baseball preview. Every division, award predictions, whatever you want to hear. Yeah. We got it. Every single game. <laughs> <laughs> all 162. Yeah. For all 30, 32? I'm blanking. 30. 30 MLB yeah. teams, all 162. You see yeah. this August series... Between the Orioles and the the Rangers, like they're gonna take two out of three. 
I just would. All right, all right, calm down. But That's to wrap up the uh, Salvador Perez talk here, I'm not upset. He's a fan favorite. He's your franchise guy. He was there when they went to the World Series. Won a ring. He did. Um, so if it means paying a little extra to lock up the catcher for the end of this uh, regime, I'm okay with it. Regime. Not only that, but he's he showing no signs of slowing down. He was yeah. really good last year, and he's won, I don't know how many gold gloves across his career, but really solid defensively and with the bat. Mm-hmm. All right, that's going to that's gonna do it for the halftime, is unless it, you got... Is Nedio still their manager? I believe so. Do you know where he went to college? Um, I guess Stanford? No. I think Ned Yost retired. I think he did. Really? I, I'm pretty sure Ned Yost retired. Yeah, 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 he did retire. I'm I, sorry, everybody. Yeah, he, he retired in 2019. <laughs> See, mm. But he did go to Schmo. Mike Matheny is their new manager. Oh, that's Mike a good Matheny. Mike Matheny. Yeah, he was with them last year. Yeah, he was with them last year. Ned Yost, he was old. I think he retired. <laughs> He's 65. Age. Yeah, hey, uh, <laughs> the A's only played West teams last year. Yeah. I had no... No information. We know on Joe Madden's the coach of the Angels. We know yeah. Scott Cervais. His name's so weird. Cervais? What? The Rangers guy? Who got mad at Tatis? No, the... Oh, the, the Mariners the guy. Mariners. I, I, service or something. Scott, I think it's just Scott Service. Yeah, he's got a weird last name. All right. Yeah. You got the idea. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, Let's take it to up. the second half. Am I right? Let's go to March Madness, something that we probably all want to talk about. Yes. Uh, it's been something that's just consumed the sports world over the last uh, week, probably. And a uh, whole bunch of good games. So first off, we're going to talk about the best games. What's your best game so far, in your opinion? I got an underrated one for you guys. Uh, yesterday, round of 32 game, Oregon State takes down Oklahoma State. That was a good game. It was a great game. Uh, obviously not one of the closest we've seen this weekend, but we got to see Cade Cunningham, future number one pick, if everything goes according to, to the plan. You know, uh, Avery Anderson, um, another guard for Oklahoma State, could get drafted in the first round. And Oregon State was just playing their hearts out. They're, they're riding the Pac-12 championship run, and they look pretty unstoppable. You know who does look unstoppable from the free throw line? Is mm-hmm. Ethan Thomas. <laughs> Ethan Thomas, Oregon State guard. He doesn't miss from the line. Yeah, it's like that's why they call it the charity strike. Twelve of fourteen or something like that. Yeah. No, maybe thirteen of fourteen. I don't know. He had a lot of free throws, probably more than he should have, but maybe that's why Oklahoma State lost. Uh, I unlike these two, haven't really spent a ton of time watching March Madness. Just isn't really my style. When there's a close game, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tune in. Uh, I'm more focused on hockey right now, personally, as we're watching the Sharks game. It's all good. But uh, some of my better games were Syracuse over West Virginia, 75-72. Um, let's see. There's a couple other games I watched. Arkansas beating Texas Tech, 68-66. Mm-hmm. That was a very solid game. Uh, and Oregon, as we talked about earlier, beating oh, yeah. Iowa, 95-80. Solid sword coming, Luke, boys. Luke, Luke Garza tried his hardest, but Oregon's offense put – I mean, putting up 95 points in a college basketball game, super solid. Yeah, but shout-out to Luca. Uh, most yeah. points in Iowa – yeah. Basketball history. His face looks weird. He put, he put he up does. like 39. He, he put, put up, up 36. Today. He put up a lot of points. Yes. Yeah. But man, that Oregon no, team no one is sneaky. Duarte. Good. That, they, if, they they, could, they, if they could put up 90 points in a game, they could take down Gonzaga. I don't think I don't think Gonzaga will allow them to put up 90 points. Gonzaga is much better defensively. Sure, but knowing that it's a possibility. I mean, I, I think personally, as much as I love Oregon, Oregon University, 
I have the USC winning. I have them beating. I have them beating. Or I, I hope it doesn't. Ha- I mean, for my bracket's sake, I hope it does happen. For my personal sake, I hope Oregon wins. But I, I, I think USC, Mobley. I, Both I think, of them. Yeah, I, I think that's a win for USC. Yeah. Going back to the Gonzaga-Oregon thing. Oregon's putting up 90, 95. How many points is Gonzaga putting up? That depends. How many, shots, do, though. how many shots is Jalen Suggs taking? If they're if both teams are taking the exact same amount of shots, I think Gonzaga wins that game no matter what. Okay. Just because I think it'll be a fun game. Though. Just I, I'll if look we get it. If we get it. What would that be? Elite 8? It'll be Elite 8. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Elite eight. Uh, Gonzaga has to beat Creighton, and Oregon will have to beat USC. USC. Yeah. yeah. The Blue Jays. Creighton mm-hmm. Blue Jays. My best game is a game that occurred... Uh, Sunday morning, it was the first game of the round of 32, and the first team that made it to the Sweet 16 was Loyola Chicago when they beat the Fighting Illinois. This was a fun game. Uh, Loyola kind of just jumped out ahead early and kind of just kept their 10-point lead the whole way. Cameron Crutwig, whatever his name is, that dude's yeah. a beast. Yeah, the dude with the mustache. Yes, social media. He's, yeah. he's a beast. Uh, him and Coffee Cockburn going at it. Yeah, they were calling Coffee Cockburn like Coffee Coburn or something like that. I yeah, like he had a really good game too, right? Yeah, he, had like he did. Five, he did. But yeah, they they don't either. He pronounces it differently, or the announcers don't like to say Cockburn. But yeah. it's definitely weird. Yeah. And also, did you hear? Uh, I think it was some Loyola players were calling them some racial slurs on social uh, media. That's not good. Yeah. Well, Sister Jean's going to have to have a talk with them. Sister Jean, Sister Jean might have to intervene. Wow. Like that, right? And again, I don't know if this is 100% confirmed. There was just a, a little ESPN update I got. I was like, whoa, that's not good. Speaking yeah. of Sister Jean, I'm going to give a little Sister Jean. Did oh. you guys see um, what she said in the opening prayer for Loyola? Oh, yeah. It's like shoot 50% from three years. She, 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 <laughs> she gave like a whole like breakdown of the the fighting Illini and like, you know, some of their tendencies and. I, I don't know if she's got some magic in her, but Loyola Chicago seems to have some in them. So. Is she yeah. even really a sister? Probably. Is you never, you never really know. It's 2021. That might be a brother. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. He's like 97, 98, though, so I don't think it matters. Uh, let's go to our Sweet 16 preview. Mm. We're just going to run through the games really quick. Uh, going into every single one of them would probably make this episode about two hours. And yeah. uh, that's for next for week. That. Yeah. Right, so... <laughs> We have Baylor Nova, one seed versus the five seed. That one should be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas versus the Cinderella story, Oral Roberts, three versus 15 seed. We'll see about that. We got the Loyola Chicago team that I just mentioned, playing against uh, one of the teams that Skyler mentioned, uh, Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be a fun one as well. I'm going to say these are all going to be fun ones oh, yeah. because it just is. Syracuse versus Houston. That should be a fun one. That'll be a really good one. <laughs> uh, Zaga versus Creighton. I don't think that one's going to be a fun Probably one. Probably not. I don't Unless think... Zagorowski pops off from three. That's true. But, uh, yeah, Zaga should probably win that game by yeah. 30 just because of how good they are. Uh, Michigan at Florida State. Go Seminoles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, hi, Alex. The Wolverines are going to do great. For sure. Yeah. Uh, UCLA versus Bama. Roll Tide. And uh, USC versus Oregon. Something that's kind of weird out of uh, the Sweet 16, though, is that we had how many Big Ten teams in the, in the tournament? Like eight? 
There's yeah. a lot. There, there's yeah. quite a few. And there is now just one Big Ten team left, and that's Michigan. And then there's four Pac-12 teams <laughs> in the tournament, and uh, four Pac-12 teams are still in. So uh, I said this in our group chat earlier today. Colorado lost. Three. Yes. Big 12 teams. Who did Colorado Pac-12. play? Colorado lost to Florida State today. Florida oh, State. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but... Uh, Three three teams out of sixteen is pretty good for the Pac twelve, yes. and I think this obviously means that the Pac twelve is superior to the Big Ten. I'm gonna have to agree with that. Yeah, there we go. I, another another fact about the Sweet Sixteen: I believe there's more like double digit teams in the Sweet Sixteen than there's ever been. You know, you know, ten seed or above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe there's four four remaining. So we got Oral Roberts, before. Oregon State, Syracuse, and UCLA. So yeah, four. Uh, let's talk about those double-digit seeds, shall oh, yeah. we? Uh, our next question is, what double-digit seed is most likely to make it to the Final Four? Uh, like you said, Syracuse-Houston is going to be a great game. Uh, I'm going to assume you guys are hopping on that one as well. So I'm going to go with the second choice here. Oregon State, Loyola-Chicago. Oregon State's on a fucking tear right now. And I know Loyola-Chicago, that's your team. That's your Cinderella story. I know the mustache maniac. Is playing great, but it's crazy. Oregon State, Ethan Thomas, Tom Thompson, Thomas, <laughs> Ethan Thompson, Thompson, there Ethan Thompson. He's Clay's cousin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he didn't fall for that. I was going to say Oregon State actually. Skyer kind of stole my thunder a little bit. That's all. I will go with Syracuse. I apologize for, for the reason. The Syracuse. I I do know this about college basketball. I know Syracuse runs a weird zone. Not a lot of teams have seen that zone. I don't believe Houston has. I think Houston's going to struggle with that. We'll talk about that later. Loyola, Chicago, Oregon State, two other teams don't think have seen it. So if it gets to the point where Cuse is facing one of those teams, I like Cuse's chances. They have good shooting. Buddy Boheim, Boheim. Boheim. Bohemian. Whatever you want to call him, Buddy Baller. Whatever. Shot maker. Syracuse is... They, they got a good shot at making yeah. the Final Four if they can beat Houston. Uh, I'm also sticking with Syracuse, like Brett said. Uh, they have scoring throughout their roster, and that's something that's obviously big in March Madness. You need to be able to not just have one guy hot. You need to have consistent scoring throughout your whole team. Uh, but they can also get hot at any time. Buddy Boheim just makes every single shot that he takes. So, uh, this yeah, is true. Give him the ball once he gets past half court. Uh, the one seed is already out in their... Division, region, yeah. uh, Illinois obviously lost to Loyola on Sunday. And, or not and, but they do have a turnover problem. They were committing a lot of uh, bad turnovers in the last game. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had this problem in the first round as well. So if they can fix that up and just stop the sloppy turnovers, they can make a serious run in this tournament. And I yeah. do believe that. Uh, be- before we move on, I I just want to say UCLA by far has the toughest yeah. uh, path to get there. These four teams, they got the one seed Michigan, four seed Florida State, and they're facing the two seed Bama. So I think if UCLA somehow manages to make the final four, that's that's your Cinderella story. You know, it's a big name college. Oh yeah, playing them. Them getting out. I'll of, talk about them. In a them minute. getting out of that conference with those three teams remaining besides them, and they impressive. beat Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Tom Izzo, best player on the court. 1965. Uh, let's go to the opposite side now. Which one seed is out next? 
Obviously, we talked about Houston. All the reasons Brett just shared are important. But sleeper one for you guys. Brett also just talked about these guys. UCLA over Bama. UCLA, another team from the Pac-12 right in high. That is your fourth team. So you were right, Kyle. My bad. It's four teams. Yeah. From the Pac-12. Yeah. Wait, what? UCLA, Oregon State, USC, Oregon. Oh, yeah. There were five with the – when UCLA beat Michigan State, there was five that were given birth into the, you know, full tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. But anyways, guys, UCLA is hot right now. Johnny Juzang. Oh. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a beast. Um, and also, I talked about this uh, last week, but, you know, a play-in game got an extra – 40 minutes in there. 40 more minutes than Bama has. That, Good time. that could help. Again, obviously, you can probably tell from my voice I'm not super confident about this, but it's one to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the, the question was, what's the one seed? Yeah, I said one seed. Yeah, what's the oh, one, one seed? seed? Two yeah. Seed. Oh, what? Just to clarify, if Skyler wants to answer, if you have an answer for that okay, one. Okay. Uh, on the spot. No, you don't. On the spot? I don't care. Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Any personal reasons on why you're choosing Michigan? Uh, I like Florida State's defense. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll get we'll get to Florida State in a minute, but yeah. Oh, will we? Yeah. Okay. So looking at there's three run one seeds remaining: Michigan, Gonzaga, Baylor. I I, I don't think it's going to be Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga's winning the thing. I think they're going to win it easily. I think they're the best team in this tournament. Michigan, I, I don't know enough about Florida. I have watched Michigan. Hunter Dickinson, very good. If Liber- Is Livers healthy? No. No. He might not come back. If Livers isn't healthy, I would lean towards Michigan. I, I think they still might beat FSU, but either a really hot UCLA team or a really defensive-minded Bama team could give them troubles. But if I'm going to go with if Livers is healthy, I'm going with Baylor. I really like Arkansas. I have Arkansas making the finals to lose to Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga will boat race them once they get to the finals. But Arkansas, facing Oral Roberts, you know, Oral Roberts taught, but if you look at the on paper, Arkansas should be winning that matchup. Baylor faces Nova, which honestly could be another troublesome game. Nova, very solid team. They've had experience in the tournament before. I, I, I'm going to lean towards Baylor. Yeah, I'm saying Baylor as well. I just think Nova looks scary. They're a very consistent team in the tournament every single year. They've had some deep runs within the last five, six years. and uh, yeah, The last 30 years. Yeah, it's just whenever <laughs> they're in the tournament, you got to be on the lookout for them. And I think Baylor is going to get bit in the ass. All right, all right. In the Sweet 16. I think it could be either team, but I don't think it will be Gonzaga. Yeah. Now we're going to take a jump from the Sweet 16 to the Final Four and the championship. Skyler, what's your final four? My final four is going to be Gonzaga playing Florida State, Baylor playing Oregon State. In my championship, guys, I know it seems like a lazy pick, but it just so happens that the top two seeds have separated themselves from everybody. There's a lot of hot teams, but to me, watching Gonzaga and Baylor, they're just different. And I'm going to have the Zags over Baylor in the championship. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say, I've watched a lot of Baylor. I know what they're about. I haven't. I'm going off a hunch that they're going to be the team that loses. I, I personally like Arkansas. I have watched a little bit of Arkansas. Moses Moody's pretty and, good. And I know, I know what Nova's about. You know, we talked about their history. Uh, from the get-go, I've had Michigan versus Gonzaga, so I'm going to stick with that. I think Michigan finds a way to squeak out. Hopefully, Livers comes back healthy. 
Alex, I know you're praying for that. And like I mentioned earlier, I have Arkansas in my final. I think the I don't, what 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 conference division Midwest Midwest <laughs> Midwest is the hardest to pick just because mm-hmm. you know you have a two seed Houston. You know they're they're kind of sketchy. Hughes. They've been sketchy in the past they, too. Hughes runs that that daunting zone. Whatever they do, Oregon State maybe the hottest team right now. One of the hottest teams. They just beat OK State and the best player in college basketball. And you have the X Factor, Loyola Chicago. Looking at it, okay. Originally, I had OK State coming mm-hmm. out here. I had OK State versus San Diego State. That obviously did not work. I'm gonna go with Syracuse. I. All right. I'm going to go with an 11 seed. So the 11 seed Syracuse, Arkansas, Gonzaga over Arkansas, 77 69. Oh, all right. Okay. My final four will consist of a Gonzaga versus Alabama game. Uh, I don't think the Roll Tide is going to fare too well in that game. So I have Zaga winning that one or the Zags. Uh, on the other side, it's a little bit different. I got Villanova versus Loyola Chicago. Sister Jean's going to help the Cinderella story happen again. You know they have the third best title odds? That's crazy. No shot. Wait, yeah. really? Uh-huh. Yeah, I believe it. So, believe so that means they have to have a better title odds over one of the one seeds. Yeah. It, I think it's Michigan. Is it, is it, is it, say it's got to be Baylor or Michigan. But wow. Nova versus Loyola Chicago in the final four. Mm-hmm. I think Sister Jean's going to pull it out. <laughs> it's going to be Gonzaga versus Loyola Chicago. In the championship game, and Sister Jean jokes is gonna get destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, gonna, it's not like that. But uh, yeah, Gonzaga's probably gonna win that game by thirty, mm-hmm. just because of how consistent and good they are, and how just solid. It's hard to be fast and efficient. You saw Oklahoma State ran really fast all year, but they turned the ball over a lot, took some bad shots. Yeah, it's. Gonzaga's the whole package. Yeah, they got, they're going to have their perfect season. And uh, I don't know. Has Gonzaga won before? I believe they have. I don't know if they have. I don't think so. I feel like they're always a good team. I, I think they've been to the Final Four. That, I don't think they've won, though. That time. Has Loyola Chicago ever won? I highly I doubt that. that. I, no, I think they have. Really? I think they won like a long, long, long time ago. We got our expert fact checker. Check. Uh, fact, it it check doesn't. It, right it doesn't look like they've ever won a national. Let's see. They want to wait. Uh, no, they they lost to North Carolina four years ago. But that is the only Final Four Gonzaga has reached. Wow. It, unless I'm researching this wrong, that's what it appears. Yeah. Now, that was a great game. I, I do remember watching that game. 71-65. Kyle looks like he has something. They did win. Oh, it yeah. 1963, oh. and I guarantee you Sister Jean was at the game. <laughs> See, That's she, awesome. she was probably yeah. like, how, how old is she right now? 98? Something like that. So 20, she was... That's 66. She, she, was, she was around 20 years old. Right? Nineteen. Wait, I'm doing bad math. I haven't done math in a minute. Wait, wait, ni- wait yeah. Nineteen sixty. She's forty, and then she's like twenty twenty. So sixty years. She's younger. like thirty nine. Yeah, she, she's around her Wow. 30s. So probably, yeah. probably been there. Yeah. Yeah. Sister Jean, NCAA legend, but uh, she's gonna want to close her eyes for that game against Gonzaga. Yeah. So uh, let's get to our bets and let's get out of here. It's been a fun episode so far. Talks so about fun. college and. Uh, as well as 
the free agency. NFL free agency. As I pull up the spreadsheet, because my phone closed. Uh, so last week, I had uh, Stanford's woman team covering. They destroyed Utah Valley. I forget what the final score was, but they definitely covered. Uh, Brett had Carolina over Columbus in hockey. That did happen. Uh, and Skyler had Cleveland State covering a 19.5 point spread versus Houston in the first round. I thought there would be a 15. Uh, Got the wrong 15. I uh, thought it would be Cleveland State, not Oral. Yeah. My bad, guys. Okay, <laughs> wait, wait. Before before you move on, Sister Jean was at the 1963 championship game. While she doesn't remember much of it, what? As it was, and that's, that's what I'm reading. She recalls the male students from Loyola running down the street yelling, We won, we won. Oh, That's what I got for you guys. There we go. Thank you. Sister Jean. I already said this. Legend of NCAA basketball. Yeah. Memory of an elephant. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's go to this week, though, where I'm taking Loyola Chicago's at Why are you the saying episode. it like that? What am I supposed to say? Loyola. <laughs> Loyola, Chicago. Loyola, Chicago. Loyola. 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 Am I saying it like that? Yeah. yeah. Loyola, <laughs> Loyola, Chicago <laughs> over Oregon State. That's my layout. All right. We've talked about it. I don't know how many times on this podcast already, but couple. Yeah, Gonzaga. I, for my layup, I just got Gonzaga winning their bracket. Nothing special, no spreads. They're going to win the next two games. Not really a bet, but it's going to happen. So. Bet. All right. Lay it up. And mine's going to be Baylor cover six and a half points. I don't. I'm not buying in on your Nova talk, Brett. I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm just, I'm just talking yeah, to talk. I'm taking Baylor. They probably should kill Nova. I would be surprised if they don't. So I'm taking them. Yeah. Let's go to our bull predictions and let's get out of here. Get out of here. My bull prediction uh, was a W. Last week I had Abilene Christian winning over Matt Coleman and the Texas Longhorns. That did happen. That was a great pick. Yeah. I'm happy. Free yeah. throws to win it. Don't tell me the name of the guy. Or don't ask me the name of the guy. I don't know it either. Game, so. <laughs> uh, Brett had the Sharks over St. Louis. Unfortunately, that did not happen. And, uh, twice. <laughs> yeah. Skyler had Georgia Tech over... Loyola. Loyola. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Georgia Tech's best player had a concussion before the game. Mm. Didn't know that. That sucks. Yeah. Probably Crutway gave it to him. Or Sister Jean. She came in with her, her walker right over the head. Yep. Right right overhand, right over the head, bopped him. Those wow. things are very efficient and a hit to concussion ratio. So it's a one shot hit shot. Yeah. This this week though, however, I am going against Skylar because I have Nova beating Baylor. Wow. Prediction. Wow. What's your reasoning? Uh they're better than them. Plain and simple. That's good enough for me. Straight up. <laughs> Talked about it earlier. Syracuse, they run the zone. Houston, never seen the zone. Syracuse beats Houston. Get in the zone, baby. I got Florida State over Michigan. Florida State shut down a crazy good Colorado offense. Only scored about 50 points today. Uh, That's good enough for me. He's shutting down Hutchinson. All right. That's going to do it for episode 28. It's been a fun one. Excited for next week, though. Oh, yeah. I next week, full MLB preview. Yeah. Hopefully, Alex is back for that. Every single yeah. game. Lock of baseball. It'll, it'll be baseball, college basketball. Yeah, college basketball will oh, yeah. probably be part of it. Cause yeah, we'll, update on we'll the We'll know the 16. final four, I think. And if Deshaun Watson goes anywhere, 
or gets arrested and charged with but yeah actually no he's already been charged so yeah all right well uh we'll see you next week and go jets go go loyal <laughs>